we got the Pink Tie Party coming up with the National Cherry Blossom Festival next Friday, and we are trying to spur 1,000 meals served by D.C. area restaurants, and we are um, very appreciative to have a chef up early before 9 a.m., Chef <laughs> Colin McClimus of Nina May in Shaw. Welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, I want to start off with an apology, Chef. I have not been uh, to your restaurant. I'm learning about it by the second, and oh my goodness. The food looks amazing, right on 11th um, near Logan Circle. How long has the restaurant been around? How have you been doing this year? I'm, I'm, I'm quickly learning as much as I can, but I'd love to just get the background on it from you. Uh, yeah, you know, the restaurant's going great. Uh, we opened in uh, November of 2019, uh, so a, a little over, I guess we're at 18 months or so now. Um, and it's going great. I mean, I think uh, with all restaurants over the last 12 months, it's been very challenging and very different. Um, but we've got to do a lot of things that I don't think we ever, I ever thought we would do um, in the restaurant when we first opened. And, and <clears throat> we've become kind of more of a, a neighborhood spot. Um, and we've really tried to embrace the neighborhood after, uh, you know, after the last 12 months and, and, um, you know, we're a regional seasonal restaurant, so we source everything within 150 miles of the restaurant. Um, and we really kind of run with that being the only uh, restriction of the restaurant. And we've kind of, we've done everything. We do a lot of pasta. We do, uh, you know, last summer we did a full Mexican pop-up for the whole um, summer, uh, which we, we probably will bring back this summer. Um, we do brunch on the weekends. Um, Obviously, a lot of things change depending on what the restrictions are for what we're doing. But, um, you know, we've we've gotten a lot of great support from the neighborhood. So we're super thankful. Another example of you guys just we were Tommy and I are always so impressed how the restaurants have um, given back to the community, been part of the community during this crazy time. And yet again, you're, do, you're doing it because uh, we're talking about the Pink Tie Party around the National Cherry Blossom Festival. You have a special menu that people can enjoy from home, um, which is awesome. And I want to hear about that because literally looking at your Instagram, <laughs> I can only imagine how creative you're getting with serving up a lot of cherry and pink inspired items. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm from D.C. You know, Cherry Blossom is is a crazy time in this in the city. And I don't know for me, it, it really marks spring. Uh, has kind of come, um, and, and you you know the city has a different different feel. And obviously, last year it was very different in the fact that um, kind of everything that normally goes on didn't go on. Um, and so when we got asked if we were wanted to be involved, you know, I really was excited because you know these kind of events are what's really kind of come about in the last year. Um, and so you know, happy to write a menu. Ha really excited to to be a part of it and and get to you know showcase our food uh in, in this event can you give us a preview of the menu or have you not uh, thought that yeah, far we're, ahead doing yet? A, we're doing a spinach cavatelli with little neck clams and exo sauce uh we're doing a mint and pistachio lamb with sunchokes uh and a chocolate and caramel tart um so you know some some spring ingredients we're doing some spring garlic in there and and some sunchokes and some spinach that you're starting to see um, and then trying to highlight some of the some of the farms that we use, um, you know, I think it's uh, it'll be a good event. It'll be a good 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 meal. That's awesome. And so when you go to nationalcherryblossomfestival.org, you have to click on the uh, Pink Tie Party and then click on Register. It takes you to an Eventbrite, and that's where you can get the drop down uh, to select whichever restaurant you want. There are dozens on there. Scroll down though; it's alphabetical. Nina May. Um, you still have some available, right? Yeah, yeah, tons. 
Okay, perfect. So the sale ends like in a day and I, I, I would hope that we can help to like sell out your block. Do you know how many you're trying to make? Or uh, you is know, it based I, on how many you get? We, yeah, we can, we can produce uh, a lot. So I'm, I, I, it would be very tough for us to sell out, especially a couple of days out. But, um, you know, please, please order and, and, you know, we, we want you to be able to experience the restaurant from, from your house or, you know, if you feel comfortable, maybe another time you, you come in and, and enjoy some of our, our seating options. Colin, before we let you go, what has it been like? I'm always curious um, how like carryout has evolved over the last year. And obviously you, you pick your ingredients and your meals very carefully as you, as you like, they're beautiful to look at. What has it been like to kind of package that up as carryout? Uh, I guess educational is something I always say. Uh, we didn't do anything <laughs> to carry out uh, before um, March 16th of last year. Um, so basically developing an entire new program um, was kind of the first and foremost. And then, you know, obviously there's a different um, way to go about it, uh, obviously from a consumer standpoint and from a cook standpoint, um, you know, I want you to be able to enjoy your meal uh, and make it as easy as possible. I think that's what carryout's all about, being super simple. Uh, but at the same time, you know, being able to put it together so that you don't have 800 containers uh, to use and you can heat it up if you need to. Um, but it's been, you know, I, I think it's tough. I think you, you, as a chef, you have to look at the menus a little bit differently than you did before um, and, and kind of adjust. Um, to what you can and cannot do or what works and what doesn't work uh, for efficiency. Um, we actually launched a, a delivery service that was kind of geared towards that called Feast, um, which is kind of heat up at your house. It, it's more like plating and, and we gave you all the tools to kind of create these restaurant quality meals um, at home, um, which I think has been great. But I think it's a, it's a completely different ball game from being in the restaurant, obviously. I always say that takeout and, and anything you do at your house is like 80% of what we do. You know, that that last minute touch and, you know, wiping the plates and making sure it looks perfect and, and all that control that most chefs really want to have. Uh, you don't really have that in takeout, you know, so you have to kind of, you know, rely on the, the consumer. But I think that's, you know, what's a great thing that's come out of the, the pandemic is that the what's available for takeout and what chefs are doing is super creative and, and super forward thinking. And, um, you know, for for people at home, I think your options to have great takeout um, is is vast now compared to what it was before. Yeah, I kind of wonder if like the Rammies or some of these restaurant associations will start adding a category for like best takeout presentations. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's here to stay for sure. And I think, you know, in, uh, you have, you know, Mission Star guys and you have, you know, really, really great chefs that I think you know, myself included, kind of said, man, I don't want to be in the category of what takeout it was. And, and does that devalue us uh, if we do takeout? And now, obviously, everybody did takeout for such a long time that it's just everybody does it. Um, you know, it can be the same uh, experience that you had in the restaurant. It's obviously a little bit different, but it can be the same quality ingredients and it can be thought out enough um, that you can have these amazing meals at home. And as we're looking at DC's reopening, um, what does it look like for you at Nina May? Uh, I know you've got rooftop, you've got some outdoor seating. How is that all shaping up for you? Um, you know, I, I think for us, the curfew being lifted to midnight is a huge help for us. Obviously, um, you know, you, you add another seating, uh, especially on the weekends. Um, 
you know, we have a, a lot of outdoor seats. We're, we're lucky we have about 75 outdoor seats still with uh, COVID restrictions. So we are fortunate in that aspect. Uh, but we will definitely get more inside seats once inside dining opens up a little bit more. Uh, we added a streetery. Uh, we also added an enclosed uh, patio downstairs that's similar to what our rooftop was. So it was kind of all weather permitting like a day like today. We'll, we don't lose all of our outdoor seats. Um, and so it's, you know, as, as the city reopens, we kind of welcome it. We are very ready. Um, but we also understand that people have different comfort levels and, and we try to, you know, meet those needs and have, you know, some spaces have no roofs, no sides. Some spaces have just a roof. Some people, some spaces have one side, two sides. So we try to make it so you're as comfortable as you possibly can be in terms of temperature and, and how you feel in the space. Um, and we try to, you know, adjust based on based on what people, you know, feel feel most comfortable with. Now, I apologize that I haven't been to Nina May yet in Shaw. It's on the list now. It's on the list. You, I promise. You gotta come. Now you but, have to. Uh, two quick questions about it. The name of the restaurant is very special. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Uh, the name comes from uh, my daughter's name and my business partner, the general manager's daughter's name. Uh, we both have uh, children very close in age, um, and we knew each other from. Um, working together at, at previous restaurants. Um, and we kind of came together as fathers, you know, to say, hey, how you doing? How is it raising kids in a, you know, in a, in a restaurant industry life? Um, and we kind of started talking about opening up our own place and what do we wanted to do? Um, then when it came to the name, we probably spent months kind of saying, what should we name it? What should we name it? What should we name it? Um, and we decided Nina May, based on our daughters, was the best um, name it had the most meaning for us um now we've both had kids another you know another kid since then uh, <laughs> so i said what are we gonna do now i said this is you know uh, do we have to open another restaurant because <laughs> you know we don't want them to feel left out but um you know nina may i think uh, for me it's it's a very special place uh the name the restaurant itself um and you know we always were trying to be a neighborhood restaurant and be this very special um place for people to come whether it was birthday or just dinner um and, and, and i hope you know I, I think we've done that over the last year chef i'm walking into nina may for the first time i sit I, outside i, can't I, can't I sit outside on the patio what's the drink and what's the food that i must order first time there or it's not even worth going uh i would probably definitely say some pasta obviously we're seasonal so our menu changes all the time uh we've been doing a cacio pepe uh angolotti with uh caramelized onion ricotta cheese which has been on the menu forever uh which i think is uh, hits the spot in a, in a in a really nice way especially on a rainy day like today cocktail uh you know depending on your spirit i would probably go with nina may old-fashioned you know i'm a pretty simple guy but uh you know we have a oaxaca with love mezcal cocktail uh, we have, uh, you know, Nina Mae gin and tonic is always with dried seasonal fruit, uh, which is always really nice. Uh, just depends. But, you know, we we have a big list. You know, there's there's something for everybody. Awesome. Chef, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, good luck with the pink tie party. There you are right there in Shaw on 11th, uh, right by Logan Circle. Can't wait to check it out. And if you are going to join us for the pink tie party, please go ahead and go to nationalcherryblossomfestival.org. Click on the pink tie party button. It's an Eventbrite. Click register, scroll up to Nina May, and um, please uh, support them or any of the dozens of restaurants that have come together to make Pink Tie Party happen this year. Kelly and I will be hosting the live broadcast with Lindsay Sterling, the national recording artist, a bunch of other performances and fun. We'll be doing that live from Peacock Cafe in Georgetown. 
and we're excited to get all of the restaurants and as many as we can involved in the broadcast and involved in uh, supporting the city. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, and, and, and we have a goal of getting a thousand meals served for the DC restaurants. We're not quite there, so we really do need your help to, to not only help the Cherry Blossom Festival, but all these restaurants to hit that goal. Uh, so we're super excited to have that and, and support the, the dining industry in DC. Absolutely. Chef Colin McClimus of Nina May DC, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. It's time to party with your pod as the National Cherry Blossom Festival's Pink Tide Party returns. Friday, March 26th, it's a virtual springtime celebration. Sponsored by Amazon and Events DC. Dress up at home in your finest pink fashions. Help the festival reach its goal, 1,000 meals served by DC area restaurants. Tickets available at nationalcherryblossomfestival.org. 